One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Right, welcome back to Brooko Mode for the third episode. I'm joined by one of my good friends, Toby McLennan. Welcome to the show. Cheers, happy Brooko. Toby has a basketball background. 2016, he was in the wobble. Uh, I don't know if I've said that right, but... That's right, it's pretty good. Uh, 2018, he was in the WA State School Boys. He's travelled overseas to play basketball and recently played for the ECU basketball in the state championship. And this year, um, he played in senior footy for Hammersley Kareen. He made his league debut and transitioned in football recently. Yeah, anyways, let's get into it. How did you get into basketball? I played a lot of footy when I was younger. And then uh, where I was playing footy as a junior junior club, it kind of didn't have an age group for me. So I chose to go and play basketball. Um, so I started playing you know, domestically up at Junior Lop and then chose to go and trial for like wobble at a younger age up there and nothing really ever turned out playing wobble there it was more state champs I think about year eight decided to go up to Warwick started playing wobble there in under 16s just from there progressively you know started to improve my game and yeah and as you said in 2018 went away with the schoolboys, which was probably one of the the highlights of playing basketball for me so went to Darwin and that was pretty sick so yeah, that must be really cool to go away and and travel to play sport like in a competition. Yeah, how was how was that experience with like a bunch of mates? Um, so like, yeah, you know, when it comes to like this the schoolboy state team, like you get like a team. I didn't really know anyone in the other team when we first like came together. Um, but yeah, over time after trainings and you know you get to like know all the boys and traveling away it was just like so good. We'll play together head back to like where we were staying and then we'll just all be like together like one of the boys wore their playstations would be in the rooms like playing a bit of 2k with school we went over to uh, Singapore in like a uh, basketball tournament over there um, which was so cool we versed like uh, why not I versed the like the national Philippines team for like my age group another team from my school they versed the national Indonesian team it was such a great tournament like seeing like the the skill class of like different countries and how they play and yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, we'll um we'll hype your um, basketball up a little bit. Um, I got a story. Um, we started talking about it the other night. Uh, the, the 
the Lord of the Rings story. Now, give the audience a bit of insight into that into that story. Yeah, played with uh, uh, with Tate, who was your first uh, ho- uh, first person to come on Broco Mode, and uh, we were in the grand we were in the grand final for social basketball, and uh, you know the game, you know, we were, it wasn't in our favour for a bit, and uh, my brother got injured, broke his hand, so he was off. We had like five for like most of the game. I feel bad, but I kind of need to get the team on my shoulders so I just kind of just like started just pulling up from three and stuff like that and it started working got us back to like four points you know it felt pretty good when the people like parents on the bench and stuff were like get on number nine at double teaming it was, it was pretty good I was just like calling like screens all the time and yeah unfortunately we went down by six but oh it was, it felt good it felt yeah. good to like you know be like that what is your favorite thing about basketball I think for me when I you know f- left junior footy and then started to play basketball it's just like a it was first it was just a f- fun thing to do as a kid and then as soon as I got uh, a bit higher up into playing basketball um it was more I started to love the game like it was just like my sport to get away and just to enjoy it and then also being able to play for WA that was to that it was great for me because like it shows that, like, for my love for the game for it, to being able to play, represent your state and stuff like that. So basketball's a big love of mine. Um, even though I don't play it, you know, competitively anymore, it, it'll never, like, I will never not stop loving it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great sport, um, although I'm not really into basketball. <laughs> but um, when you started to progress in basketball when you were younger, how did that ever get mentally hard like when you started to become more serious or was it was that not a difficult thing for you and did you always just love playing I think I was always like when I first started I wasn't like you know getting selected for teams and stuff like that so it made me kind of want to push even more to like get a bit better but throughout the season players were leaving so um, I got pushed into the team and just from there like giving getting given opportunity to play um, was able to improve my game, even though like I've never played this level of basketball before with wobble. I'd probably say the only time that I would like felt mentally like pressured and stuff like that was probably in my later, probably my last season of competitive basketball. Probably wasn't like the greatest. Probably my last season of competitive basketball. Probably wasn't like the greatest. Um, like, we had a great team, but I just felt like yeah, it wasn't. The funnest for me, I think that was when I first started to go, okay, it's, I don't know if this is what I want to continue to do. Um, so that's why I, like, in my last season of basketball, also started playing footy as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so then you started playing footy and then is that sort of what culminated in you finishing basketball or was it? Yeah, so I... So I played the last four games um, for Hamsley Crane that year of my last year of basketball. Um, and I just loved the the camaraderie and the, you know, all the boys are around you no matter if they know you or if they don't know you. Like, you, you're there to play and they get around that. And that's what the club did as well. Um, whereas with basketball, it was, you play basketball, you train basketball, you know, 
you don't hang out as a team. You kind of just do your own thing. And like, I'd rather, you know, play with a team of 23 and uh, have you have way more of an opportunity with 23 players and instead of 10 for basketball. Yeah, Hammersley Kareen's club culture is what pushed me to come back the year after and play again. So, yeah, it was awesome. Since you've been playing footy now, that love for the the community at Hammersley, has that been a real highlight since you've transitioned from basketball? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, like the club's morals definitely push that. Um, and the people around around the club are just, you know, I remember going to the club after my first game playing there and didn't know anyone. But, you know, uh, being there and, you know, they come up to you and like, like thank you for coming down, all that kind of stuff. Welcome to like playing, and yeah, it's just like makes you feel like you're a part of the club, and even though you don't know anyone, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, we talk. I talked about this on a previous episode about how everyone has sort of like a different relationship to sport, and um, I think you're definitely that sort of person who loves the social relationship side of it. Yeah, which is really good because then you get to have some really good connections with people and just really enjoy the sport for what it is. Um, what round was that in? Was that midway through the season? Yeah, it was midway through the season. I'm thinking about round eight or nine, I think, yeah. So we've got a really good debut story here. Um, so why don't you tell everyone about how you got called up for your first game? Uh, so, yeah, I was just playing, you know resis and all that kind of stuff and then um at training uh our coach uh snowy was like come and train with the boys and um you know i thought i had a pretty good training session um and then put me under the coach put me under a bit of bit of pressure he was like if you kick this goal you you'll play you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll make your debut and slotted it which was which was nice so made my debut and um yeah we versed carlisle um it was a cracking day footy. Started started off with a bit bit wet. Um, but yeah, it made thought my pressure was pretty good throughout the game, you know, lace tatted up a couple of times, yeah. although as we heard, yeah. I lace him up and he doesn't kick the girls. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, I thought yeah, it was it was a great like I thought that was one of my best games I've played for the league team and um yeah, it was so surreal to just like be around like like the club's like league team and then you know played a couple more games with them after that so yeah it was it was so 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 good yeah uh touching on that and you're saying when you your best games when your first games is sometimes your your first games can actually be some of your, your best like your, your debut because I think you go into those games with a lot of ambition but a lot of low expectations because you know you're going up in a grade like mentally you know that it's going to be a lot harder and then you can just go about the business you want and and then you sort of just play a bit more an instinct and then you there's a bit less overthinking I know from my debut this year it was one of my my best games because like I remember just being so in the moment and being really instinctual because you you don't have those those expectations yeah sort of is that what it sort of felt yeah like so yeah, I felt like like as much as it's you know your first league game and you wanna you know you wanna play good like, um, I think just going into the game and just saying to myself like it's just like another game of footy, um, just like you you know how do you play a game and 
you know, if you get the footy, like, make sure you do something positive with it. Um, if that's me, you know, you know, lacing someone out 15 metres away from me, you know, and then doing something from that, like, it's just always trying to, you know, do the right thing so you can help the team. Um, like, if that was just constantly sticking on my man or applying pressure with tackles, like, yeah, that's... As long as I'm helping the team, that's all that matters for me. And yeah, what has been your biggest challenge in in maybe your, your transition to footy in the last couple of years? Um, I think probably just the starting to get like the feel of the game again. Um, going from not playing footy since I was young. Um, yeah, going from basketball. To footy, probably the not the probably the running would be the main thing because obviously basketball is just an up and down thing. Although it might be fast paced, but it does have stop and starts. Whereas footy is, you know, you're constantly on the move or needing to get in space or you know that's probably been like the one thing being able to transition from sport to sport. So I'll I'll get into the one of the famous segments now because I think it'll be a good jumping question. So here we go. Stop for pop. Stop for pop. What different team tactics have you noticed between basketball and football? With basketball compared to footy is you've got like you've got plays, you've got you know, basketball you've got you got you got your baseline sideline. So you can have baseline players, sideline players for you to score. And then it comes defensively, you've got you know, you've got your zones, you've got man on man, you've got your full court presses. Like it's so because the game's so quick, you need to try and you want to score to win. So if you can get stops by doing a full court press, and if that's a specific like a diamond press, like a one, two, one, one, or stuff like that in a zone, and then you might do a three, two. So you have three at the front, so that stops if they've got shooters at the top of the key. It's just so you got to be thinking on your feet, like you got to think about players that can allow you to score, get you stops. Well, but. Like, if you go to footy, like, footy do have, like, I know when we were at Hammersley Cream, we have, like, a setup for when the other team's kicking out, which is kind of like a zone in basketball, which shows the, like, the plays of footy. Um, but then it's also got, like, different things, like, in footy, like, knowing when to go into the corridor or keep going down the line or when to switch the play just to make the game, to help your team, you know, get it into your forward line or, you know, progress the footy, yeah. So it end up being a pretty good game. Yeah, I think when you keep it simple football, it it is a lot easier game than when you try and start doing too many fancy things and you yeah. start overthinking. It is a simple game, but it's sort of not, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's what I do love about footy. Yeah. Um, so how do you think... Your basketball has helped your football. I do like get asked this question a lot. I think it's helps like heaps from when I first started to now. I'm a very when it comes to basketball, um, my passing and peripheral vision is like um, can see people. Like I do know like no look passes in basketball. So moving into footy with the ground being way bigger, it's able me to see people a bit further out or um like I'd like to do like a little like kick across the body to the inside person 
just kind of like to fake out the defense. Yeah, it's been, it, I feel like it's helped me a lot. Yeah, I think when you, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche now, the Scott Pendlebury, Scott Pendlebury stuff. Young Pendlebury stands up. First kick in AFL footy. He's had this young man, big raps, big basketball background. He joins the club. But I think like the sort of lateral movement work and making decisions under pressure. And in yeah. basketball, it seems like when you throw to people, it, they're quite like, there's there's not much space compared yeah. to a football field. So then when you do get to a football field, you're like... You've got that time. It, yeah, so much yeah. more space. Although yeah. the game does get quick. Each game, each both, both sports have like their own specific like things that can help you um, yeah, score or defend. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I feel like with basketball, because there is a lot less people playing at once, it's easier to get people doing the same thing. And that's, I think, the hardest thing probably about maybe coaching in amateur footy is there's not a lot of time to train that and then get it consistently across yeah. 22 people. And then it's not even that. There's a whole squad you've got to play with, like especially during the last two years with covid and stuff and yeah you got new people coming there's 40 in there, people yeah. coming in, in it it's we had 40 odd play for north beach yeah and and you think about that there's a lot of like there's a game there's a good game plan but it's like it's hard you can't get too sophisticated because like it's really hard to when you've only got two 90 minute sessions a week yeah and there's already other stuff you have to do um that's why i think when you don't have that unlimited time it's got to be like simple but effective Let's backtrack a little bit. I do want to go into a bit more of your basketball because I think we sort of glanced over that a bit and I think that was probably in terms of your sporting career probably the peak so far and yep. some of your highest achievements. So tell me a little bit more about... Well, you played recently for the ECU basketball. Was Tell us a little more about that. Uh, so, yeah, so when it comes to playing for ECU, you know, you've got to be... At studying at ECU so I joined two years ago and it was probably in the time where COVID was you know couldn't go anywhere like the uni games or um, anything like that so we had like small tournaments within WA with the other uni- unis and that was probably my first experience of ECU basketball um, whereas last year was a was a really good really good year for you know uni games and stuff like that uh the uni games was in Western Australia this year. It was it was a really good experience, you know, having to verse heaps of unis from all over Australia, seeing the calibre of like the calibre of the players and, you know, the, the teams and like seeing yeah, it was it was so cool. Um I really enjoyed it. Um, even though we probably didn't go as far as we probably should have. But yeah, it was it was a great weekend as well. Yeah, you get to know other people as well, you know. Uni games is you play games throughout the week and, and then you get to go out, you know, with other other teams and get to know other players and great experience and uh, hopefully this year get a travel away to the Gold Coast and I represent ECU over there, so, yeah. Yeah, that'll be sick. Go travelling again to play. Yeah, yeah. Too, too easy. What what position do you play in basketball? You know, you know... You know Marco Janssen. Oh mate, no, I'm not very tall. Uh, I probably I play the point guard, shooting guard. Yeah, that's my position. Can you explain that to the non-basketball? Uh, so the point guard is you know the general, 
they they make the plays, they call the plays, and you know they they get to shoot the ball a couple of times, and but they they're there to make the right pass and lead the team. Uh, shooting guard is they they're a bit like the point guard, but they're kind of there to they're more of the shooter of the two, and it's good being able to play both positions. I'm probably more of a point guard um, because. I'm an okay shooter, but I'm more of a defender um, and being able to communicate with others. So, yeah. So, how do you... I know we talked about this before, but it would be good to talk about again. Um, so, you play in the back line for footy. Yep. And then you're the general um, in basketball. So, you think that has yeah has gone hand in hand? Yeah, definitely. Um I think going from basketball to footy, being able to communicate, definitely in basketball, you have to, communication is key, knowing where, you know, if you're switching or if a player's running through, make sure you're watching them. Going into footy, it's always, you know, if someone's free, you need to get one of your teammates or you get, it's either you get over there or get one of your teammates to get over to on that player. Communication, in, and like when you're running, you know, set, when you're setting up for a, a kick out, you know, making sure that everyone moves at the same time to get over the to the slow down the other team and yeah communication from basketball going into footy is key yeah I think when you play basketball and we talked about this before when there's a lot less people and there's five people there's a lot more responsibility on each player and yep. I think that's good and then obviously if communication in basketball is paramount and then you come across to football and then you know communication is a it's a it's a huge part but because there's so many people, it's really easy to to not be a vocal leader. It's something. Yeah. It's something I definitely want to work on. It's it's a it's a hard skill because a lot of the time the talk is like it's not even very sophisticated what you're saying. But there's there's a le- there's a bit of a psychological effect of when there's a very talkative team. It just yeah. it just seems like they're on the same page, yeah. even if it's really little things. And I think the diffusion of responsibility in footy like when there's so many people and in basketball now that you understand that you're you're the general you're responsible and then you come across to footy I think that skill has transitioned really well into football because now that you take onus to do that for your team yeah like even like this year was last season was like my first like season of like senior footy um and I know it was nerve-wracking going from reserves to league and then playing some games there and then coming back down to reserves. I know my first game in reserves after playing league, I was way more vocal being able to like, not being afraid to, you know, tell where my teammates should be and being able to help my teammates if it's been communicating where they should go and stuff like that. So I can see myself that that's been like an improvement, being able to just be like vocal. And, you know, it's a game of footy. Like if you you need to like help your teammates to get there like by communicating with them that like you know it's just a game of footy and then at the end you know you're all mates so yeah yeah I really like that point you talk about you know playing league and you know a bit of anxiety and then being able to do well but then get pushed back down I've had this experience a lot with a lot of people who've talked to me about it is that when they go back to that grade that it's just a way different experience yeah and then you're a lot more comfortable um and then you can as you said communicate even more 
But speaking about that anxiety stuff, that is something I, which I do love talking about, but haven't really gotten into too much on the show. You know, what sort of mental pressures did you feel, especially when you d- didn't know too many people well at um, Hammersley? Um, I think it's just the pressure of, you know, when you're playing senior footy and, you know, you want to try and play league footy. Um, it's just you put pressure on yourself to play well. I know I did and there were probably moments where you know, I made a little, couple of mistakes and I put pressure on myself. Wanting to, you know, play that, that in that in that team, you're like the top team at your footy club and then when you get in that team, it's wanting to try and stay in within that team and that culture and as much as it's you got to do all the one percenters, it's, you know, you got to put yourself out there as well and play your strengths and when sometimes when your strengths aren't working, it's... It's a bit hard and it, you know, scares you sometimes. But in the end, you know, when it's not going your way, your teammates are there and if you make a mistake, they're always going to be like, it's all right, you know, the next one will work. Or it, that's, that's what I just love about footy and the footy club is, you know, you make a mistake, you make a second mistake, your teammates have always got your back. I found with basketball, you, it's very individual. You make a mistake, it's... It's critical in a way. Not a lot of people have got your back when you make mistakes in basketball. So well, that's what I found mostly in my basketball career. So compared to footy, yeah, that's a it's a great insight. It's fascinating to hear. And I think the point you touched on before about when your strengths get threatened, it is very. I reckon that's the hardest thing for people's sort of sporting self esteem, as we can put it. Like, I think when internally you believe something to be a strength you know for me my kicking you know your kicking is one of your strengths you know stuff like that like when moments happen situations games feedback when anything threatens that that's a a huge moment like I think it's an opportunity it's an opportunity that can go both ways it can easily corrupt your mindset and you sort of think okay I'm I'm clearly no good at that what am I good at? Like that's these are my strengths. If I'm no good at that, like how am I going to make it? Or you can, you know, look at the situation a bit more specifically and understand that not everything is as serious as you put it in your head. Yeah, definitely. So we can build upon that. What sort of do you have any moments throughout your year this year maybe in your league experience that sort of touch on that that where an event might have happened in a game or anything and then it sort of it mentally sort of just made it bigger than it really was. I think it was in one of the games, we played a night game against Kingsley and I was probably on a faster player than myself and, you know, he kept kicking... He wasn't kicking set shots, he was kicking them on the run. Uh, he'd get it out of a pack and, you know, I was on him. Um, it was... It was was you know worrying for me and but I made sure that I you know near the, near the end of the game I was applying that pressure so it was good to see me bounce back from that uh, I think like another tough game was um we versus Canning Vale and it was probably some of the worst conditions um I've played in playing in muddy puddles yeah, um, I remember those photos. it was a bit tough um because yeah I wasn't playing very well so I got moved forward and didn't really get a lot of lot of like a lot of playing time but you know in the end it's 
about the team and they did, did the right thing for the win. Um, but then even the coach, he spoke to me about it, and which was great because it made me feel like I know what I need to do to you know keep playing. Um, and then like the next week played and had a good game, bounced back. You know, that's all it is. If you know you've had like you've had a bad game, had a bad training session, make sure the next training session, next game, you go into it with a good mindset and be resilient and bounce back because you know that you you can play at this level and. You, know, you just got to trust trust the way you play and trust the process. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a good point about when you talked when you spoke to the coach and he was able to you know help straighten your mind out a bit. I think communication from coaches is a huge thing with sport. It is one of those hard things mentally where you don't want to become reliant on external verification. You don't want to be only able to thrive when you've got a coach's backing I think that's that's not a good way to be a consistent athlete across time because when you aren't in those environments you're only able to thrive when the conditions suit when the coach is really in your ear you know not you're not always going to be able to get that positive feedback and sometimes and just justifiably so you don't and but I think the good thing is to have a good balance like you want to have those good relationships with the coaches yeah. and be able to have good conversations that are constructive. And I think that's a, a huge skill on both parts from the athlete to be able to receive feedback well and build on that. I think that's a huge part. And then also being able to get more from coaches. And I think that's a huge part of good coaching. Yeah. I love the art of coaching. I'm not, a, it's not saying I do, but what is the role of coaches? I really like the idea that coaches their main role is to get the most out of every individual player to maximise the benefit for the team. Yeah, definitely. When I've been playing footy is not being afraid to go up to your coach or your assistant coach and um, like getting feedback from them. Ask them what I can improve on. And when they tell you things that you can improve on, making sure that you can you take in that, you know, constructive criticism. Like it's constructive for a reason. Um, and when you you know the next drill the next next training session you work on that and then when you take it into the game you make sure you do it do it right so that the coach can see that you're listening and um that you're you're wanting to improve your game so yeah as you said it's definitely it's definitely both both parts of the coach and the player um but no that great coaching um can show that great players can improve which as a team as well from this year you look at a team like Collingwood you look at their list and you think is it really that good is it really one point or whatever in a prelim they nearly got to a grand final I think they get nearly the most out of that team oh definitely and I, I think there's a lot of teams in the AFL you look at their list like that's a pretty good list and they're nowhere near it I think that's that's why I think footy's so cool because on any given day it's not just about the players it's it's the coaching and then how much as a team you can get out of those players and how how the team can gel and work together and that is the great thing about team sports in the end isn't it yeah we'll see where this question uh leads to but put in a new segment i'm going to trial it with toby it's um don't have a name for it yet so if you have anything let me know but i'm going to get i've asked toby to come up with a question for me i sort of thought you know, I get people onto the show um, and I draw from them and I, you know, ask 
them a lot of questions and it's good for them to reflect and think you know it'd be it'd be nice for me and then for them to be able to ask me a question and then get me thinking a bit and get me on my toes for once and be at the other end because I feel like I just think about what I can talk to you about but it would yeah. it'd be cool to see what you might have for me I like the new segment mate yeah. sounds good um I've had a thing my question would be is at uni you're doing psychology and obviously you play love your sport and if a player is you know struggling or anything like that what do you think is a good sport like psychology kind of way of you know mentally getting themselves like but if that's before a game or during a game getting them like ready like is it like a, a mental talk like self-talk or like imagery like the night before or before the game like knowing what you're going to do or like you know yeah, yeah, yeah like, like listening to music like before the game like what do you what do you think is like yeah it's a, a great thing? it's a great question it's um you know every individual athlete is going to have specific things that sometimes they're not even aware of you know what's a problem I've had times over my journey where I thought I was doing well at something like some process a warm-up mental side of the game and then I changed it or went into a different environment and I was like okay that's that wasn't good for me I think the question you ask about you know how can how can an athlete get into their best process and you know get themselves ready for a game I think it's very athlete individual I think it's very so specific to an individual it's it's hard to come up with a general rule of thumb because every athlete is going to be different and they're going to have so many different variables that change but there's there's so many basic things that you can look at to make sure that they're ready from like a psychological perspective you know like positive self-talk like all that stuff you know visualization that's talked about a lot but not every individual athlete is going to thrive using the same... I do not believe that there is a one-size-fits-all. Every person has different cognitive, you know, systems. You know, everyone... I'm a bit of an overthinker. Some people just go on instinct and they do things a bit too emotionally and it sort of leads to their downfall. It's hard to come up with one specific rule of thumb to give to people. If you are struggling from a mental side of the game. I know there's been periods where I have struggled. It's really good to talk to people. You you don't even have to speak to a trained professional. I've never spoken to one, but I've had so many constructive conversations with just mates, especially sporting mates. And and then you don't actually realise how similar all these experiences are. I think a lot of people, and this is something I really want to bring to the forefront of my show, is that like people do have mental struggles with sport not everyone does everyone's going to be they're all going to be to a different degree but I think being able to talk with people about it especially people who are close to you you can talk about the specifics of it and I think it really levels you when you speak to people and then sort of when you realize that you're not special for feeling that way I think a lot of the time I thought in my journey I was like you know it's a bit of an egocentric thing you think oh, like you don't want to talk about it because you think it's weak or that you're the only one to have that negative experience you don't realize how universal a lot of these problems are yeah and i think talking to people is even oh, everyone's going to be comfortable speaking to different people whether it's the coach that's a skill i have to develop but i've spoken to a lot of my mates at footy this year especially like in even in warm-ups you know after training in line like it doesn't have to be huge deep conversations about identity or you know mental toughness or just like little things probably my it's a long-winded answer but because it is a but I think the best thing I can come up with is to express what you're feeling and talk to someone about it 
Yeah. Because I think most people you speak to are going to be able to help you, even if it's a little bit. And then I think when you start opening up about your mental, the mental side of it a bit, it sort of becomes a weight off your shoulders because you've got it out there and you don't let it build up. And then you really start to maybe understand the problem from a different perspective when you get other people's opinions. And obviously, it's not. I don't have the best answer because it's not specific to some individual. Yeah. So it's hard for me to help them. But that's a good question because I think opening up is the first step. I feel like being, you know, if you're a, a young player like in senior footy and being able to speak to, you know, those older guys that have been playing footy for a long time and they can, you know, help you as well. And they, if it's something you want to work on, you know, they've always, they've always, you know, going to be there they've learned a lot through their years of footy and they can help you with that as well so and there's everyone at the footy club like wherever you're playing you know there's always going to be there for someone for you to help you and be able to just like speak to someone a lot of people don't realize how supportive and good people are and genuine a lot of people are at their club and not at a hugely deep level but just being able to connect with a lot of people when you open up to somebody a little bit of my experience this year so we had our our reserves team I think it was a few weeks out from the finals or a week or two out from the finals we had like one of those collective group things you know we have someone come and speak to the group this was like one of the coolest things because I remember in my whole year of playing footy like I think to myself like what am what are my assets you know I really value my kicking and taking the game on and with my kicking and skills and just being you know a simple but effective fundamental player and I've obviously played in the back line this year so let's get out of there eh? <laughs> but but when we had that group discussion we went around one of the exercises was to go around the group and everyone had their name on a piece of paper and it went around the group once and you, and you wrote like a word or two about that person you know like contested player for someone else like contested bull like or great kick you know I had a lot of things written on there about me that's what I wanted to be like because that's what I thought I was but I had a lot of doubt the value of that reinforcement is good like you can you can hit as many good targets in a game as you want and you can do as many good things but if you don't believe it yourself and you don't truly believe it that's the key thing like you can you can fake it to yourself but if you don't truly believe it's it's hard to get that confidence and I think sessions like that where you're able to get positive feedback and everyone's getting around everyone it's not just about me like I got around I had to I wrote a lot of good things about other people who I which I believe are their strengths and I think it's really it helps a team another experience similar to that was like when we had a Colts game a couple years ago we were playing uni like the hardest team and the night before we were all in a circle everyone went around and they had to tell like one of the things was like opening up about saying like that was really hard for them you know these group sessions are like very common in footy because yeah richmond did it and then they won three of the next four whatever geelong did it leading teams sort of like that stuff but everyone went around the group and was very vulnerable and opened up about a few things i think exercises like that are actually less about yourself because when you hear from other people like you just immediately feel like closer. You just feel yeah. like a bit more in, involved with them. And like, even if, you know, it's a, to a whole group, but you just feel like everyone's dropped their guard a bit. And there's so much like... And you know them more as a person. Yeah. And, and you just realize, okay, these they actually are people. They're not... These people are not just walking around trying to judge you. You know, they're good people who want to have good fun and play football and yeah. who have common goals. And the next day, it's one of the best stories I have 
but also one of the worst because that's one of the best games we've played for three quarters. You know, one of our strengths as a team was that we were a good contested side, but we weren't the fittest side. That uni team was undefeated, but like we were six goals up or saying, and then they chased us down. And I think we lost by a goal because they could cheese, they could run. It wasn't about that because I think to me that first three quarters was so like unbelievable. It just it felt so good. That was the best yeah. like three quarters of footy as a team I've been involved in. And and there's no surprise that it was because pretty much everyone who played in that game was there the night before. Yeah, and definitely. to me that was just showed like the power of being able to be vulnerable. And I think that's a good thing about getting to know people and that's definitely something I want to do more because I feel like it'll help not just me but other people and then the whole team, which is the ultimate goal of footy in the yeah. end, isn't it? Anyways, time is going on. That was a great question to finish. And I, I do like that segment because for once, you know, when you're asking the question, I was actually starting to get a bit bit edgy. I was excited, you know, I asked all you the questions and it was it, it was good to be on the end of another question and have to think about things. Yeah. You know, thanks, Toby, for coming on. That was uh, one of my best chats so far. Thanks for out having of the me. Three, but yeah, thanks for coming on. And I hope you guys enjoyed that listen. And tell me if you enjoyed the latest segment. So research, try and find. But you don't know where to go. So many thoughts flood through your mind. You're confused and want to know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.